0: Hello and welcome to the latest Mooney on Politics podcast. And today is Tuesday, the 18th of May, and we're recording it at about 8.30 in the evening. Uh, this week's podcast uh, is based on yesterday's broadsheet article um, that looked at the HSE and the Department of Health cyber attacks, and it reminds us that experts have been experts have been telling us for many years that the government does not take cybersecurity seriously enough. Indeed, we risk becoming the EU's weakest link in cybersecurity, despite our enormous dependence on the digital economy. So here goes. Though I've related this Geoffrey Bernard anecdote here before, it still bears repeating. They used to say that when Geoffrey Bernard was too tired and emotional to use the uh, euphemism to submit his weekly column to The Spectator, the editor would place an apologetic line explaining that there was no column that week because Geoffrey Bernard is unwell. Hence the name of the Keat Waterhouse play based on Geoffrey Barnard's life. But There was also another uh, line they used to use uh, when the articles didn't appear. This one was longer and less apologetic. And it was inserted when the editor was feeling less charitable. It read, Mr. Barnard's column does not appear this week as remarkably resembles the one he wrote last week. While Broadsheet's editor could have been forgiven for posting such a similar renunciation on Monday, as, he, as they published my latest discourse on the HSE cyber attack. Effectively, that was a restatement of the arguments and commentaries i would made many times over the past few years. What it boils down to is this. I've been warning about our failure to take national cybersecurity seriously since since 2019. I highlighted it as a subplot in a column in September 29, 20, 20, 2019 and then expanded it on the problem in another column entitled Pleading No Defence and Cybersecurity that appeared, I think, around November 2019. And there are links in the blog post to accompany this podcast. Now, I could quote two chunks from both pieces today because the article, the arguments I made then are even more relevant today than they were at the time, especially as we count the cost of the sophisticated cyber attacks which hit the Department of Health over the past weekend and shut down the HSE's IT systems since last Thursday. Similarly, I could quote large elements of what I said in my July 2020 column, no ministering on data or cyber defence, when I critiqued the glaring gaps in the government's approach to data protection and national cybersecurity. In all these articles and several others, I did more than just highlight the problem. I tried to offer proposals that would address them. These included assigning responsibility of the coordination of the national cybersecurity and the protection of key elements of national infrastructure, including our communications, power, transport, and our health IT systems, to the defence forces. Now, some in the political sphere got the message and understood what I was talking about, including the people who are behind the defence and cybersecurity portions of the Fianna Fáil's uh, 2020 general election manifesto. It recognised that cyber security is a matter of national defence, not just because of the importance of the digital sector to our own economy, but due to Ireland's strategic importance to the EU's digital economy. The manifesto, which was largely written by the party's then spokesperson on defence, Jack Chambers TD, said that Ireland needs to commit its defence forces and its defence capability. Identifying cyber security as a vital element of national defence, And further committed to transferring this important function to the Defence Forces stroke the Department of Defence. That was an important commitment and it was a major step by any political party. However, sadly, the enthusiasm and commitment of the Fianna Fáil Manifesto never made its way through to the Joint Programme for Government. In place of the specific commitments came an empty promise to, and I quote, implement the National Cyber Security Strategy, recognising the potential and important role of the Defence Forces. So how did that happen? How did an active commitment turn into a barely passive suggestion? Now, it can hardly be due to Fine Gael and the Greens being so opposed to the very notion of taking cybersecurity seriously that they blocked Fianna Fáil's efforts in the talks. So, is it not more likely that the inner civil servant mentality of many around that negotiation tab- table from both Fianna Fáil and other parties not to mention the cash of the Department of Finance being counter sitting outside the room dodging up the costs, won out. So when the talks were over, it was decided to do nothing, as doing nothing costs nothing. After all, the Irish Department of Finance's secret mission statement has been proudly saying no for over a hundred years. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not that, then that the Merriam Street bookkeepers are completely wrong. Having a robust national cyber defence capacity will cost a lot of money, particularly if we hope to attract and retain people with the highly specialised and transferable skill sets required. But doing that would mean reversing the flow of qualified personnel out from the defence forces and towards the private sector as they were attracted by higher salaries and better career prospects. It will also mean making tough decisions on cooperating with our European partners in cyber defence. Currently, Ireland is only involved in one of PESCO's 46 projects. PESCO is Europe's Permanent Structured Cooperation on Defence. Now, the project we're involved in is a very important one. It's on its base. It's around upgrading maritime surveillance. But we opted not to participate in any of PESCO's four very specific cyber defence projects, including the Cyber Rapid Response Teams, the CRRTS project, which enables the member states to help each other to ensure a higher level of cyber resilience and collectively respond to cyber incidents. Indeed, it's it's worth noting that most of the countries involved in this project are smaller European countries. And best of my memory, the actual project itself is headquartered in Estonia. So we do have a choice. We can either have a modern cyber defense capacity that costs money, uh, but As the HSE and Department of Health attacks show, we can also have one, we can also not bother having one, but that's going to cost money too. Remember, the two attacks I'm talking about here are only the latest of an increasing series of attacks. In March, three hospitals in France were attacked on a cyber attack. And at the time I'm recording this podcast, the news is coming through that there's been a similar cyber attack on the New Zealand Health Service. You see, up to now, the Irish state has followed Homer Simpson's Can't Somebody Else Do It slogan from when he was when he his brief stint as sanitation commissioner. We have effectively relied on private militias in the form of private security firms protecting the digital assets of IT giants like Google, Apple, Facebook, etc. Past governments have assumed that these tech companies would probably be but more likely be the tar- targets of malevolent cyber attacks than this would. But the same governments forgot that the people behind those attacks, be they criminal gangs or hostile foreign actors and governments, will it will attack at the weak spots, not the strong ones. It's uh, quite useful to have a look. There's a Reuters report on how Russian intelligence agency and spies were behind cyber attacks on the European Medicines Agency last year. Um, again, there's a link to this in the blog post. Irish government policy over the last few years has effectively turned our critical national infrastructure into a soft target for bad actors. But Ireland is home to more than its own vital infrastructure. Around three quarters of all transatlantic cables in the northern hemisphere pass through or near Irish waters, mainly along the southwestern coastline. The reason this matters is that 95% of all global data transfers still pass along cables laid along the ocean floor. So despite all the talk of cloud satellites etc, satellites only account for a tiny percentage of global data transmission, somewhere between three and five percent. So this leaves Ireland, an island that has successively grown a digital economy, with the most to lose if those cables are attacked or damaged. So fixing Ireland's cybersecurity problem is going to cost a lot of money, but not fixing it probably cost more in my blog post i mentioned i actually include two links where i suggest to people that they should look at the chapter entitled patrolling below the horizon which was written by a member of the irish naval uh, operations command and appears in the 2019 defense forces review indeed i would advise people who are interested in this topic to have lo- have a look through the defense force review archive which is on the military.ie website And it has detailed articles on how Ireland could deliver a more effective cyber defence capacity. Anyway, that's this week's uh, podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it informative. And I hope to hear from you. I hope you will hear from me again this day next week or possibly next uh, following Wednesday. So until then, keep safe and goodbye.